back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It's always an honor and a privilege to have this gentleman on the show with me. The Fantasy Football Power Hour is every Thursday, but because Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora will be on video this Thursday and Friday as we are out of town, so you will not hear us on the live feed on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, but you will watch us on Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, so definitely go check us out there, Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, and YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT for the Thursday and Friday shows that are all set and ready to go for you, as I will be in New York Comic Con for Super Powered Pop Show, and Wake Up Call, in my absence, is never absent, as we have prepared you for Thursday and Friday, but live on the line here, we had to make sure that we got our fantasy advice in for you before we headed out to NYC, and that is with Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com. Mike Sofka and I are together every Thursday in the Fantasy Football Power Hour. You got us a day early this week, and it's proudly brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub, the only place to watch the games, 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, and the Penn and Trophy Center, which makes our Mini Lombardi Championship Trophy as well as our Toilet Bowl Trophy for last place. You can find them in East Syracuse on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, serving the community for over 60 years. And they can also serve you outside of the community by going to penandtrophy.com. With that being said, the man's on the show. We're getting started with week five in the NFL. Mr. Sofka, how are we doing today? Awesome. Awesome. How are you? Doing very well. And, and we're going to we're gonna hop right into the matchups in, in just a second here, but not before I congratulate you through four weeks with you, myself, John Newman, and Jordan Newman, we are the ones that make the picks every single week inside of the NFL. So we let you know who we think is going to win every week. And I want to congratulate you, Mike, because you are officially in first place by a couple on me. 37 wins, 24 losses, two ties. I have 35-26-2, and two, John 32-29-2, and two, and Jordan 28-33-2. and two. So as of right now, you have a two-game lead on me in our week one through four predictions inside of the NFL. So congratulations. Oh, all right. Well, thanks. I, you know, just doing what we do, and I wish I could get more of them right. Yeah, me too. I, I rolled the dice on a couple of them this week, and if I hadn't done that, I'd be right there with you at probably 37. But 35, I'll take it, and we have our picks coming up this week that we'll go through. We'll give you every single prediction of each game that we have, and then we'll also tell you game by game, team by team, what to do fantasy-wise. So with that being said, Colts at the Patriots on Thursday Night Football. Mike, let me know what you're thinking about this game. Colts are in trouble. I, I just don't know what to say about the Colts right now. I I think that you know it was a it was a weird game for them last week, and they're going into the evil empire. They're going they're, they're going to the Death Star. You know you you, you can't win there. It's it's hard. And you know Tom Brady is going to be the guy. Of course, we all know that he's a top five quarterback, number four on my rankings this week. And, you know Andrew Luck's Andrew Luck. He hasn't really. I don't know if Andrew Luck's truly back. It was encouraging. You know, two weeks ago when it had a 50-yard pass at the end of, uh, of a half to, 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 to throw into the end zone on a Hail Mary, they they didn't let him throw that ball. You know, they they went ahead and they brought in Jacoby Percet. So that, that, to me, questioned his arm strength. And then last week, the same scenario happened, but they let him throw the ball. So I don't know what's going on with Andrew Luck. And, again, i got to see something before I'm a buyer there. Uh, running back wise, I think this is going to be another semi coming out party for Sony Michelle. I think he did an excellent job with the opportunity he was given, but you got to understand James White is still heavily invested in the mix there. So I think Sony Michelle's a, a number one, but a low end number one this week. He's going to get some, you know, they, they're going to try to spread the ball around. Gronk may not play, so it's going to be an interesting issue there for 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 New England, but. You know, when you look at Indianapolis' running attack, it's a question mark. Marwin Mack's been dinged up and hasn't really played. Jordan Wilkins has been inconsistent at best. And Naeem Hines is your pass-catching guy. That's very clear in PPR leagues. That's the guy you want. Naeem Hines will be a, a, 
a running back three or a flex for you this week, but I don't like any of the running back situation in Indianapolis. Wide receiver-wise, it's T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's still guy they can count on, and he's going to get a heavy dose, I think, or as much as they can give him. But, I, you know, I'm not sure if he's even going to show up this week. I think he's a little bit dinged up. So, you know, it, it's difficult to pick guys when, they're number one, they're going into a hostile environment. They're going into an environment where, you know, New England has to win. They, they've looked bad. They notoriously start slow as of late. And this is their time. It's October. This is when New England put the pedal to the metal. So, um, I, you know, Brian Grant has, has been something. But I don't know if you could start any of these guys this week. I do like a guy that New England has, though, and Josh Gordon. I think that's a sleeper-type kind of pick. I think he's going to show up. Big. I think they got to take that pressure off the situation with Gronkowski may not be able to play. And when he has been playing, he's been triple teamed. So, you know, I, I think if you're looking for that long shot guy, maybe in DFS, that's the guy. And if I'm not mistaken, Julian Edelman is going to be back this week as well. So, you know, that that's going to be something to behold. I'd be interesting to see how they get him involved in the mix. Philip Dorsett's been spotty. Chris Hogan's been spotty. Look for Dwayne Allen to get a bulk of the, the tight end looks for New England. And for Indianapolis, I think uh, Jack Doyle going down was the best thing for Eric Ebron. He's the man there in Indianapolis. He's a tight end one, a low-end tight end one this week. And and you're obviously picking the Patriots in this one, I would think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, with with that being said on, on your side of it, for me uh, to start off with the away team first and, and take a quick look at the injury report here for the Colts, first and foremost, if we get down to what the Colts have going on. Adam Vinatieri, who used to be a Patriot before he was a Colt, he has a groin injury. you got to watch that if he is your kicker. Marlon Mack's hamstring injuries got him limited. He has been limited in what he is been able to bring to this team in the backfield. As Mike said, not a lot of trust in a guy running the ball for you in Indianapolis, and it's been that way for a while. T.Y. Hilton hamstring injury didn't practice early on this week as well, so you just want to watch out for each of those injuries that could be affecting your fantasy team. As far as the Patriots go, Josh Gordon has a hamstring injury that's left him limited, and Rob Gronkowski with the ankle injury not looking the best right now, so you want to watch those two. But as far as who you should put out there, I'm not a big fan of Andrew Luck. I haven't been. I just I haven't drank the Kool-Aid. I haven't bought into it. I'm happy that he's back. I'm happy that he's hopefully healthy and he gets to 100% and stays at 100%. But I'm just not sold on, you know, him as a fantasy quarterback. Marlon Mack and Jordan Wilkins haven't done a lot for me. Naheem Hines is one of the guys that I covered at NC State, and I like Naheem Hines. He could do some good things for the team. Like Mike said, he's not a bad flex player for you. T.Y. Hilton's your best option in the you know in the field as wide receivers go for the Colts but you know he's not 100% healthy so Hines is the one I kind of feel good about in this one uh, T.Y. Hilton's been underwhelming but I think you know that to me that's because of Andrew Luck and, and that's also because of the other guys that have filled in the spot when Luck's been injured Tom Brady is worth the play Sony Michelle like you said you, you think he'll have another coming out party another big game I agree with you on this I think Sony Michelle's going to do some good things it's crazy to think that this team had five running backs, but now with two of them on injured reserve, they really only have Michelle and White. Kenyon Barner we're probably not going to see much of, if at all. So, you know, maybe in some goal line situations and whatnot. So for me, you know, it, this has opened the door for White to be White and Michelle to be Michelle. They're both worth the play in this game. And I like Chris Hogan in the game. And then Julian Edelman. You know, he's he's a flex player. He's a little sleeper for you this week because he is coming back, and I'm sure that Brady's itching to get the ball to him, so that could help you out as well. I'm picking the Patriots in the matchup of this week as well. Titans at the Bills, two teams that are not that great, but the Titans are 3-1. and one. So what do you think about what's going on with this one, Mike? Yeah, I'm going to chalk up Buffalo's uh, win at Minnesota to – some sort of giant anomaly, the moon, the stars, and the planets lined up. Everybody squinted and leaned on their left leg at the same on the planet, and things kind of shifted a little bit. You know, that Buffalo's in a lot of trouble. I, I Tennessee and Buffalo are completely opposite in this respect. Tennessee, you, you think they're done. 
Derrick Henry hasn't been performing. The defense is spotty times. Uh, the quarterback situation, Mariota's been hurt, dinged up his funny I mean, he's got numbness and can't feel his, his throwing hand. They bring in uh, the backup there. I don't know what the heck. Who was that? Blaine Gabbert? Is that who that was? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he was there for about a quarter, and then that was it. He was out. And then they, they got nobody. Corey Davis didn't show up until last week. So, But they've been finding a way to win. They've been finding a way to get things done. And Buffalo's the complete core. They've been ways to try to contaminate their own situation and, and, and dirty up the waters there. And I just direction they're taking. But I do feel positive about the guys that are there in Buffalo. They're, they're playing hard, and that was evident in, in, in Minnesota. You know, I think that if you're looking at a quarterback in this game, you're looking at the wrong game. I, I, I don't like either quarterback in this game. I, I, I don't, I'm sure there's a better option out there, but both are bottom-end guys and only start if you have to. I mean, Josh Josh Allen's Josh Allen. He's got the second most sacks in the league. You know, the offensive line there is porous, and he's having trouble getting out of the way. So, Mariota's still dinged up, and, you know, I'm not sure Corey Davis is what he showed up to be last week yet. So, I, I don't think you can play either quarterback. Running back-wise, I'm not sure that you can want to start anybody besides Deion Lewis. Derrick Henry's inconsistent at best. He's a powerful running back. He's just not getting the job done for me. Deion Lewis is the guy they're going to throw the ball to, and he's been, I think he's been doing better with the touches he's been given there, so that's definitely a guy you want to consider as maybe a, a running back three for you, maybe a bottom end two if, if absolutely necessary. You know, we got the bye weeks here in full effect, so there's going to be guys you're not going to be comfortable with, and there's going to be guys you're going to be a coin flip with, so, you know, hopefully we're able to help you with that. And I'm looking at Buffalo's running attack. LaShawn McCoy's kind of dinged up. The offensive line is real porous, not real confident, not real confident in their passing attack either. I, 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 there's not a tight end or a wide receiver I can start from Buffalo, and almost the same for Tennessee, you know, with Delaney Walker being out. I know they, you know, did away with Rashard Matthews. A dark horse guy is Tywan Taylor. Taywan Taylor, sorry. He's a guy that, you know, he, he might do something for you. So he's probably available out there. So if you're desperate for a guy, that might be the guy. Corey Davis may even be out there. And he did have the coming out party last week. But to me, that's a little too little too late. I don't think you can count on John U. Smith or anybody there. And look for this to be an ugly muddy game. What I mean by that is a back and forth, a close game with a lot of field goals. And, I, and for the record, I, I got to go with Tennessee. They're finding a way to get games won. Yeah, I got to agree with you that I'm going to have to pick Tennessee to win this game because they're just simply, like you said, they're finding a way. You know, they are the thorn in the Jaguars' side. I wrote the article that they are the Jacksonville Jaguars' kryptonite. They have been since They've come in and the Jaguars have played them. Jaguars have a 20-26 and 26 record all-time against them. A very weird stat is that the Jaguars have not defeated them in five years on a Sunday. They only went against them on Thursdays and Saturdays, which is kind of crazy to say, but it is the truth. And, you know, so the Titans have found a way to win. The Titans are 3-1. and one. The Jaguars are 3-1. and one. And the other side of it, the Houston Texans are 1-3. And the Colts are also 1-3. So it's just interesting to me to see where things have kind of shaken out with this and that the Titans have are still there, Thorn and the Jaguars side. They own the head-to-head right now, and they have the same exact record. So there they are once again, just like they were last year, and the Jaguars are going to have to create some separation moving forward. Looking at this game for me, I do. Th- I'm going to pick Tennessee. I do believe that they're going to find a way to win because they keep doing so. I think Marcus Mariota, he's a high-end quarterback too, just because he does enough, at least running the ball, to get it done. I think that Derrick Henry uh, this week is not a bad play because he's playing the Bills. Uh, Corey Davis, for those who want to drink the Kool-Aid on him right now, he has had one good week pretty much since he came into the NFL, and that was this past week, maybe one or two. So, 
to me, he's still a wide receiver three, somewhat to mid to low range end wide receiver three. On the other side for the Buffalo Bills, LaShawn McCoy has got issues on the field, issues off the field. Josh Allen, yeah, he looked good. Yeah, he jumped over somebody in Minnesota, but that offensive line that I've consistently warned you about in Buffalo is getting him hurt and that's going to affect him. I don't like anybody on Buffalo in this one. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. If I had to pick anybody, I'd pick their kicker, and that's really all i got to say about it. Dolphins at the Bengals. What do you have for this? Well, one of these teams is a contender. One of them is a pretender, and we're going to find out at the end of this game. I think the Dolphins are the pretender. I think the Bengals are the contender. But, you know, what we're going to have to see, I think the Dolphins are one of those teams that have been finding ways to win as well. They're undermanned every week they go in and I'm like there's no way they can do this and and sure enough they do and that that goes hand in hand with Tannehill's performance Ryan Tannehill has lived past or above his expectations I think this is a guy that I had major doubts on and you know he's starting to prove me wrong and I'm starting to buy in he's been doing a lot with very little Kenyon Drake's been okay I think you can Start Kenyon Drake if you need to. I think Kenyon Drake's a, a, a running back two, maybe running back three this week for you. So again, you, just because we're saying, just because I'm saying this is the guy you want to start, please listen to where I'm saying these guys rank. So you're not disappointed in your expectations. Kenny Stills has been the guy that's been getting it done for them receiver wise, and I don't feel that he's been doing a spectacular job, but. He's, I, I, I feel like he's the only thing they got. Devontae Parker's still dinged up. Albert Wilson has popped in and out. Amendola is up, up and down. Uh, they're having trouble at tight end with A.J. Derby being dinged up. And Mike Gusecki, I haven't really seen much there. But, you know, you, you flip it back to the Bengals, and the Bengals are in a little bit of trouble with Joe Mixon being dinged up. But Andy Dalton's been playing pretty well. You know, Andy Dalton's been, again, doing like a Tannehill type thing, using what he has around him. And what he has around him is is actually pretty good. I think it's a better crew than what Miami has. Giovanni Bernard has stepped up and stepped up big. He's been the guy they can rely on, especially, and this has been the case with him in, a, in, in PPR leagues, but, you know, he's a little bit dinged up right now too. So I'm a little bit worried if he's even going to make the game. But if he does make the game, I'm not sure he's going to be much more than a than a running back three for you. You know, I, I'm looking at the receivers. A.J. Green, of course, is the guy. A.J. Green is probably the best player on the field, and he's a, he's a wide receiver one. I like Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd has shown up big time, and he's a bottom-end wide receiver two. It seems like he's come out of nowhere. And they're going to rely on him even more. John Ross, one of the fastest guys out there, he's he's been able to show up. And, you know, they got – I don't know if you saw that tape of the Tyler Eifert ankle injury. It was brutal, very brutal. Uh, Tyler Croft, of course, is a guy you may want to look at, but I think he got dinged up as well. So they're in trouble in the tight end position in Cincinnati. But, again, I like Cincinnati in this one, and I think that um, – Cincinnati is going to be the contender and the Dolphins are going to come out looking like the pretender. Yeah, to me, I'd have to agree with you here that Miami, if I had to choose between the two, contender and pretender, it would be Miami being the pretender in this one. I chose the Bengals to win this game as well. The Bengals are are playing a hell of a lot better and it's kind of like cut and paste for me saying they're playing better than I thought that they would play. They're doing better than I thought that they would do. Marvin Lewis is leading them better than I thought they would be led at this point because of all the mediocrity. The team is 3-1. and one. Pittsburgh is struggling. Cleveland is playing close but not getting the victories yet. Then we see Baltimore is doing okay. This could be a topsy-turvy, upside-down type of division in the AFC North. And, you know, we look at Cincinnati went to Atlanta to Mercedes-Benz Stadium and outscored the Atlanta Falcons, and in the NFC South, they play no defense. You know, from Atlanta to Carolina to New Orleans to Tampa Bay, there's no defense being played. So when you can outscore these offenses, 
Big time, big ups to Cincinnati for that. Andy Dalton had three touchdowns in the game. Tyler Boyd had 100 yards. A.J. Green, John Ross, and Tyler Eifert all scored. But as you said, Tyler Eifert going down. The two Tylers are always worth looking at because, unfortunately and sadly, Tyler Eifert always seems to go down. And so Tyler Croft always seems to have to step in. And step in he does and step in very well. In the last couple games, speaking of stepping in and stepping up, Tyler Boyd has over 100 yards receiving in the last couple games. The Cincinnati Bengals have been looking for a number two to A.J. Green forever, and they may have potentially found somebody that could eventually fill that role if he stays consistent, and that being that being Tyler Boyd. So just some things here to, t- to take a look at. Uh, Giovanni Bernard has an undisclosed injury. Joe Mixon has a meniscal injury. John Ross is undisclosed, and obviously uh, Tyler Eifert is going to be out in this game. On the other side of it for the Miami Dolphins, Devontae Parker has a quad injury that's left him questionable. And outside of that, there's nobody else for you to worry about on the Miami Dolphins as far as that goes. And for the Dolphins, first of them being the road team, the guys that I would play in this one, I would consider Kenny Stills, but I kind of relegate him to a flex position this week. And then with so many different running backs and not knowing what the hell is going on, you know, I can't really tell you that any one of these guys is worth trusting in and rolling the dice on. I want to say that Kenyon Drake could be the guy for you, but ultimately when push comes to shove, you know, if we look at the numbers, Frank Gore has the most carries followed by Kenyon Drake. They don't have much to show for it. They have one touchdown between the two of them. So I, I don't feel good about any of them. If you got if you have to go deep, it's kind of a toss of a coin in that situation. The only player I really like on Miami is Stills because I do think that they'll work to get him the ball. And I think that Cincinnati is going to give up something. Danny Amendola is a wide receiver four for me. Cincinnati, I like Andy Dalton in this game as a quarterback Low end one, high end two. I like A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. John Ross would be a flex guy for me. He let me down last year, so I'm still not sold on him. And with Joe Mixon out, Mark Walton has an opportunity to step up with Giovanni Bernard. Bernard isn't a bad one to throw out there. And Thomas Rawls, the journeyman, is the fourth stringer on the team. So just make note of that. They do have a bunch of different guys. And I think if you're going to play anyone, it would be Bernard in the backfield for Cincinnati. I'm taking the Bengals in the game, as is Mike. Ravens at the Browns. What do we think about this one? Yeah, the, the Ravens look pretty good. They look pretty good against the Steelers, but then if I take a breath and remember, we've been talking about the Steelers are a potential train wreck waiting to happen with Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger apparently not getting along now. Le'Veon Bell not reporting. The locker room getting divided. Quotes coming out of the locker room now like, it's getting real hot in the kitchen. You're either in or you're out. You're either on board or you're not. The coach is getting asked daily about Le'Veon Bell. It just, it's it's a, it's one of those pressure cookers and somebody's left the valve or somebody's left the uh you did tie it down correct and the top is getting ready to blow off this thing so i'm kind of treading lightly on how good the ravens look but they have looked good their loss came against the Bengals, who we just talked about and that you know the Bengals looked good at that as well but you know the, the the ravens have have beaten the bills they've beaten the broncos and now they beat the Steelers on the road, and now they go on the road again. AFC North, these are always tough games. You can always throw out the records. It doesn't really matter if one team's 1-2-1. One, and one. It doesn't matter. It's AFC North. It's going to be a close game. Look, I like Baker Mayfield. He's real exciting to watch, but he's not going to be a real exciting play for you in fantasy yet, and not this week against that Baltimore defense. Baltimore's defense, they just they don't rebuild, they reload. They're one of those type of systems, they're one of those type of organizations that always has those couple core guys in the defense and the rest of the defense comes along pretty nicely. So, you know, not the dominant, super dominant defense they once were with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, but they're able to get the job done and I think they're gonna keep Baker Mayfield somewhat in check. Baker Mayfield again, a low end quarterback too this week. Joe Flacco's been getting it done though. Joe Flacco looks good. Although the Cleveland defense has been looking good as well, so I'm counterbalancing that. Joe Flacco, the number 16 quarterback on my rankings this week. And 
running the ball is what Baltimore likes to do. And Baltimore's Alex Collins has been doing it very well. But I like the effort by Javorius Allen. He seems to be a guy that gives them a spark. He's, he's a pass-catching guy. He's a third-down guy. But he's capable of carrying the rock on first and second down as well. So I like the one-two punch with Collins and Allen. I think they do somewhat cannibalize each other. I think both guys are worthy of a play. I think Collins is more of a... Uh, uh, running back two, low-end running back two. And I think Allen is like a mid-range to low-end running back three. Uh, Michael Crabtree has been inconsistent. I don't know if you've seen the end zone yet this year. Willie Sneed stepped up, made a couple good plays last game, but I'm not really sold on any of the wide receivers. If I had to start one, I would start John Brown just because of the upside and a wide receiver three. Crabtree may get a wide receiver two type targets, but is he going to convert? Is he going to be able to score touchdowns? So, you know, and, and Cleveland's defense has been okay. However, they are dinged up in their secondary. So, again, for, for whatever that's worth, you know, I go by performance and I go by matchup. And this is going to be the first matchup, really, in a regular season for Hayden Hurst going to come off being injured with, with an ankle injury. And, and Mark Andrews has been getting some targets, but they've also had Nick Boyle and Max Williams in the mix there, too. So murky situation at tight end in Baltimore right now. You can't depend on one guy. But if you do pick the right guy, it could pay off. But I can't buy into any of these guys right now. And, and you know, on the other side of the ball for the Browns, I like Jarvis Landry, of course. You have to. Rashard Higgins. Antonio Callaway's a big play guy. He's a boomer or bust guy. But Jarvis Landry's the guy you're going to start there. Jarvis Landry, you know, may put up wide receiver two, wide receiver three numbers. It's probably going to be more like a mid-range wide receiver two number this week. And I, I'm not sure that you can really rely on too many receivers, but the one receiver I would rely on is Dave Njoku. Now that Mayfield is the quarterback, we all know the check down friend of the quarterback is the tight end. And Njoku, I think, is going to be that guy. He's going to slowly creep in the top five, top five, top five or six tight end status by the end of the year. Make sure you're on board to train before it leaves the depot. And of course, I like the Ravens in this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, in this one, I'm going to go on the other side of it, and I'm picking the Browns in this matchup. I think that, you know, you speak of guys cannibalizing each other. I think this division cannibalizes each other as well. So, you know, when Baltimore is going up on the road to Cleveland, Cleveland's been close in a couple. They just saw an overtime one slip away, and I'm sure that this, you know, that is a game where close is not close enough. So Cleveland's trying to get back on it. It was Baker Mayfield's first official start. And now this will be his second. So, you know, on the on the Baltimore side of things for me, uh, Joe Flacco's not something I'm sold on. I like Alex Collins and Javoris Allen, you know, but Buck Allen and, and Alex Collins, you know, the, the reality is, like you said, they do take from each other, but they both are capable of having, you know, a couple big runs in the game potentially. So I like either one of them. If you got them both, I, I don't know if I would waste two spots putting them both out there, but it's not bad to put one out there. It's hard when you, when you have them both, though, because you have to roll the dice. And then as far as receivers go, for the Baltimore Ravens, you know, there's, again, there's a bunch of different guys that are out there catching passes and doing different things, but if I had to put my money anywhere, it would be with John Brown because John Brown's been the guy that has the most touchdowns. He also has the most yards on the team, and he's doing it on three less receptions. So, you know, I'm kind of a fan of that. The thing is, through four games, though, Baltimore has only through, you know, like 15 passes here to John Brown or 18 there. Some of these guys catch 10 balls, 9 balls in a game. So because they're spreading it out so much, Andrews has 10, Max Williams has 12, Crabtree and Snead have 18, Brown has 15. So it's kind of, a, it's good for Baltimore, bad for fantasy. But if I had to pick one, I would say John Brown as a wide receiver, too, for you this week. On the other side of it, with and Mark Andrews, I'm not totally against. I, kind of, I think that he has something to bring to the table, and Hayden Hurst has been underwhelming, and he's been hurt. So Andrews is a tight end, too, for me this week, and he's an option that maybe you could take. On the other side of it, 
I like Baker Mayfield in this game. I, I think he scores a lot of points. He creates a lot of opportunities. He gets the ball down the field. Now, if you get if you lose points for you know takeaways and whatnot, if you lose points for interceptions and fumbles, then that could be somewhat of an issue. But Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, he's going to get you some points. He's going to make it happen, and I think that he's worth the play, especially if maybe you had him as a backup and somebody for you is off this week. I like Carlos Hyde in the game, and I like Nick Chubb in the game, and I like Duke Johnson Jr. I think Duke is a flex guy. Carlos is worth being your number two. Chubb is worth being your number two, depending on who your number one is, but they got a good backfield in Cleveland, and I like them all. Jarvis Landry, I like Jarvis in this game, and I think Antonio Callaway is going to have a bounce back. He's a low-end two, high-end three receiver for me this week, and I am picking the Browns. Packers at the Lions, Mike, what do you have for this? This is going to be a closer game than people think. You know, Matt Patricia, don't forget, he's a defensive mind. He's going to do what he needs to do to figure out how to make Aaron Rodgers move. Aaron Rodgers still dinged up with that knee, not as mobile as he used to be. Uh, they say he's getting better on the men, but if you keep stressing it, I don't, I don't see how you can make it better without you know, just rest and taking care of it. But, you know, he's playing through it. I guess they've determined it can't get much worse. I just don't think it's going to get any better playing on it. And I think that they're going to figure out a way in Detroit to rush him, to hurry him, to flush him out of the pocket where he's not as mobile. He's going to be forced to throw the ball away. I still like the Packers in this game. And I still like Aaron Rodgers in this game. That being said, he's the bottom end of quarterback one this week and I think he's worthy of that and I think when you look at on the other side of the ball Matt Stafford another bottom end quarterback one against the Green Bay defense which is okay you know Green Bay's defense is pretty good you know running back wise though this is where you're going to see a little bit of a difference though because well the Lions look like they finally found their 100 yard rusher a guy that they can roll out there just about every game and carry on Johnson we kind of been expecting this going in but they've been suffering with Theo Reddick with Garrett Blunt Amir Abdullah nobody's been getting the job done it looks like carrying Johnson is going to be the guy so I would roll him as a running back too this week without any problems and and Green Bay they're hoping that Aaron Jones is going to take off. It's been a muck and mire mess with Aaron Jones being out the first couple weeks, and then he comes back, and they're slowly bringing him up to speed. But if there's one guy out of Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, and Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones has the most upside to me, and I think he's going to be the most exciting player and the overall winner of that position come year end. So, again, make sure you're on a train before it leaves the station. Devontae Adams, he's he's their passing attack. That's, that's what they have. That's what they do, and, and, and rightfully so. He's a mid-range wide receiver one. Randall Cobb's been spotty. He can make some big plays, but the steady Eddie, in my opinion, is Geronimo Allison. He's a wide receiver three type guy and a great bye week fill-in because, like I said, we got the bye weeks here, so if you're looking for a guy that you can depend on for a few weeks, he's the guy, Geronimo Allison. Jimmy Graham looked like he finally got on the board last week. It looks like they're going to figure out a way to get him the ball and get him more involved. And on the other side of the ball, Detroit's looking for that guy. They really don't have the tight end, you know. Who the, and again, I know I say it time and time again every week about Detroit, but uh, I guess they're just going to roll out the rapper Levine Toilo Lolo. But uh, Golden T- Golden Tate's the guy at receiver. You know, he was dinged up last week, but still put together uh, an excellent performance. Marvin Jones plays out of his mind as a two, and Kenny Galladay is a strong three. So I think you got some of the strongest wide receivers there not one of them is elite but together they make an excellent crew so again i look for detroit to make this game close i think the packers squeak out a win but i think it's going to be a lot closer than people think yeah you know i this this is a it's a very interesting uh a very interesting situation for me like you said with toy lolo and and what's going on in detroit you know they have some good things but it's where do they stand in the grand scheme of things? Are are they ever going to get on the right side of it? And when you say Toy Lolo, it makes me think of this. So we have uh, Mr. Toy Lolo, and I think he should come out to that song because I think if he comes out to that song, there's a better chance that he will have tremendous 
success on the day. And speaking of having success on the day, let's talk about the players that you have to look out for in this game for fantasy football on your roster. So once again, Packers at the Lions. And uh, for me, obviously, uh, if he's if he's healthy and set to go, you know, the question is how healthy is healthy for him. But Aaron Rodgers is <clears throat> not on the injury report this week, which is good. And Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb, they both are. Geronimo has a concussion, and Randall Cobb has a hamstring injury, so just watch those two. As far as Detroit goes, Michael Roberts, one of their tight ends, has a knee injury, and outside of that, there's nothing to worry about. So, in my opinion, for Green Bay to to start things off in this, and Shout out to our resident Detroit fan in Central New York, Johnny, who is going to this game. It's his first ever NFL game in Detroit, seeing the Lions, who are his favorite team, on his honeymoon with his wife because she's awesome. And she's also, shout out Aaron, she's a Green Bay fan. So she's going to be cheering on Green Bay. He's going to be cheering on Detroit. And the House Divided is going to be celebrating their honeymoon wearing different jerseys at Ford Field, which is going to be pretty cool. I like Aaron Rodgers in the game. I like Devontae Adams in this game, especially if Geronimo Allison can't get better. If he is able to get back onto the field, he's something, you know, he's somebody to look to. And for some reason, you know, I feel it this week in the flex position, Marquez Valdez-Scantling could be somebody for you to look to out of South Florida as a potential guy to help you out if you're looking for somebody on the free agency pool or waiver wire to throw out there because Detroit doesn't play defense. And on Detroit's side of it, I'm not sold on Matt Stafford. I don't like a lot of the things that he has been doing. I don't think he's an elite quarterback in the NFL. I think I could have argued it in the in the past, but not right now in the present. I like on Johnson, and you know, as as far as wide receivers go, I I think that Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, they're kind of a toss up this week for me. But you know, Jones, Galladay, and Tate have all done some good things. I don't think you hurt by playing any of them. I think Jones is a two, Galladay's a two, Tate for me is a three this week. And I like Carryon Johnson because when in doubt, I think they're going to run the ball. But we have a rule when I mention Carryon Johnson. I can't just mention Carryon Johnson when I speak his name. I have to do this. Carry on my So I am obviously uh, joining Mike, and I'm going with the Packers in this one. And we're going to go to the Jaguars and the Chiefs. And this is a tough game for me. To me, this is the game of the week. What do you think about this one, Mike? Yeah, I like this game a lot. I'm going to go out and I'm going to say the Jags are going to win. I know everybody's picking the Chiefs, and Mahomes is hot. And this goes against the stat I'm going to even give you. In a second here, I'm going to give you some numbers. 176, 377, 155, 388. Now, in that sequence, you would expect the next number to be under 200. That's Blake Bortles' passing yards. He's inconsistent. He's up and down every other game. And he's going to be inconsistent. But I got news for you. Casey has a porous defensive secondary. So I think he's going to break the anomaly of the stats this week, and he's going to have to because Fournette's dinged up. So if you're looking for a mid-range guy, if you're looking for a guy that you could scoop up and, and, and cover, maybe you have Trubisky on a bye, or maybe you were all in on the Fitzpatrick thing, and those guys are on buys this week. Maybe a Blake Bortles is available, and this is a guy, because of his in- inconsistency, probably will be available, and I think he may surprise you and carry you through that bye this week with the KC defense. Now, you know, Jacksonville is going to have to counter with T.J. Yeldon. Fournette's probably not going to play. Dinged up with this lingering hamstring. And, they're, you know, they're going to take the time with this hamstring. But if you remember back to the 90s, I think it was the late 90s when Fred Taylor, I think it was the year Jacksonville won like 14 games or something ridiculous like that. It must have been 99 when they lost to Tennessee those three times. But they they went without Taylor for like the whole year he had a hamstring. So, I mean, these things linger. But T.J. Yeldon might be a surprise guy, might be a guy you could depend on in daily leagues. I'm not sure he's going to blow your mind here, but he might be. He could sneak in and be a bottom-end 
running back one this week. Look out for that. Look out for Bortles to pump up his numbers with little dump-off passes to T.J. Yeldon. And T.J. can run between the tackles. I think we've seen a resurgence of T.J. I think his spot usage and the hanging around with Fournette has actually helped his game. So look for T.J. Yeldon to be the surprise of this game. That's a secret, though. Don't let that out to anybody else. Now, on the other side of the ball, you got to go with the running back they got in KC. I mean, why wouldn't you take Kareem Hunt? He's another running back one this week. You already know that, though. And then the wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, one of the fastest guys in the NFL. He's going to be matched up with the likes of Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bowie, but I still think he's going to be able to pull in high-end wide receiver two numbers. This Jacksonville defense, the secondary, doesn't even have an interception yet this year. The secondary's chomping at the bit and they want to make Pat Mahomes make a mistake. I don't think Pat Mahomes is going to make many mistakes. I think Pat Mahomes is still a bottom end quarterback one in this game even up against that that you know vaunted Jacksonville defense. This is a very good defense. The only interception I think is with uh, uh, Miles Jack and and you know it's not a secondary guy. He's considered a line being a, being a linebacker. Now looking at wide receiver Casey has a way of getting things done and getting the ball. Mahomes has been a magician with some of these throws. Left-handed throws, on the run, in the grass, wearing defensive linemen on his back, and he's still completing passes. Sammy Watkins has been great, but he's dinged up, and he may not make the show. So I think Travis Kelsey is going to step up even more, if that's even conceivable, provided he takes the field. He should be the number one tight end in football this week. But he took a shot to the chest late in the game, so double-check his injury status. Jacksonville, though, Keelan Cole has stepped up big. D.D. Westbrook had a coming-out party, and so did Dante Moncrief. So any one of these guys could be a spot filling for you. The challenge is figuring out which one it's going to be and how heavy are they going to cover for you this week as we head into buys. So I, I, I'm not impressed with Austin Safarian Jenkins quite yet or anything else Jacksonville has to offer tight end-wise. So I think you're going to see some spotty production, some solid production, and it should be a lot more interesting game than people think and I like Jacksonville with the upset at KC you know Jacksonville in this game you know they they have they have the opportunity they are the team that can cause Kansas City to make mistakes as I said going into this game we're looking at one of the best defenses if not the best defense in the country going up against what is currently now the best offense in the country arguably with the Rams is Kansas City so it's going to be a big time game it just came out today uh, moments ago that Leonard Fournette will in fact not play five minutes ago the Jaguars made the announcement from head coach Doug Marone so Leonard Fournette has not played a full game all season he has not he has not been available all season in these five games for a full game. He played in week one. He played this last week against the Jets it just in you know for the first two drives and that was it. He has not played a full game in all five weeks this season. So this could be the Jaguars looking to preserve him. They can, you know, be trying to get that hamstring back right. We know the nagging hamstring when it happened to Fred Taylor affected him throughout the rest of his career. So you want to be smart with this. You don't want to force him out there if you don't have to force him out there. So in my opinion, you got to do what you got to do to make sure you keep this guy healthy. You got to do what you got to do to make sure that you don't rush him back. And if this is something serious, then it's something that you have to nip in the bud right now to the best of your ability because you don't want this to be another Fred Taylor situation with another franchise back that would be in a bad position moving forward with the franchise. So Leonard Fournette's not going to play in the game. Uh, Blake Bortles, yeah, he's inconsistent. He's got to show his offense in this one because there's gonna they're gonna try to shoot him out. I think Jacksonville's defense bring the brings the game out of the clouds and back down to earth. But I think that Blake Bortles has to play above the stars. So the defense got to bring it down to earth. He's got to be above in some you know interplanetary dimension playing football the way he did this past week. His most passing yards ever in a game, 388 against the Jets. So done some good things. Only has two interceptions this season. One of them was a tip ball against the Jets, and the other one was Austin Safarian Jenkins blaming himself for a ball that was thrown in a double coverage that he got his hands on against the Patriots but didn't come down with. So with that being said, 
TJ Yeldon to me is worth you know thinking about in this game as a running back too. Corey Grant is a flex guy for me because he's a speedy guy, and speed kills speed. Speed can get after speed, and he's going to go be going up against a lot of speed. So, well, I should say on the other side of it, there will be. So they might want to show Nate Hackett might want to show, hey, we're fast too, guys. And Corey Grant's got some wheels on him. Keelan Cole, watch for him. He's a wide receiver, low end two, high end three for me this week because he was healthy in the last game. He just wasn't utilized as much. But they might key in on other guys, which may open him up. Take a look at Dante Moncrief and D.D. Westbrook, both wide receiver twos for me because nobody's really separated themselves, but I do like the talent. And Austin Safarian Jenkins, a tight end two for me in this game. Kansas City, obviously Pat Mahomes, 14 touchdowns, no picks through four weeks. Kareem Hunt in the game. I like him because Jacksonville has struggled to stop the run somewhat. I like Tyreek Hill in the game as well. And Travis Kelsey is not on the injury report right now, which is good. So I like him in the matchup. With that being said, I'm picking the Chiefs. And it's kind of reverse psychology on the Jaguars for this one. We'll take a quick step aside. We'll be back in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us central and upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. You are listening correctly. Don't get it twisted. We are every Thursday, but this week we moved up a day with Wake Up Call switching to video on Thursday and Friday as we will be out of the studio. So, Fantasy Football Power Hour, Hall of Fame, FantasyFootball.com with Mike Sofka, myself, Dan Satora of WakeUpCallDT.com with the Fantasy Football tab. Plenty of information there. Brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub and the Penn and Trophy Center. Mike and I are going to run through these games for you right now. Broncos at the Jets, Mike. What do you got? Yeah, you know, I like the Broncos in this game. I think you can't rely on either quarterback, though. Both are bottom end, bottom of the barrel quarterbacks and and Darnold and Keenum, so I would try to stay away on the running back attack. Powell and Crowell are going to take take from each other, but Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay are going to kind of do the same thing, you know. But both of them appear to be well. I I, I think either any one of those four running backs are are uh, running back threes, so all four of them are running back threes. And uh, on the wide receiver front, 
you know, they go as the quarterbacks go. Quincy and Yuwa seems to be the, the preferred target of Darnold. And, you know, I like him the best over Robbie Anderson or Jermaine Curse. Terrell Pryor's been dinged up and hasn't shown up. Uh, tight ends haven't been uh, showing up in, in New York and in Denver. You know, they, uh, Jeff Auerman looks like your option at tight end, but I don't think you can play him. The guy I like the best, though, is Emmanuel Sanders. I think he outshines Demarius Thomas. He's the two slash the three, and we're waiting. They're trying to get the ball to Cortland Sutton. It just hasn't really, you know, happened for him like it's happened for some other rookies throughout the league. So there's some spotty guys here in this game. Just be cautioned. You're not going to score a lot of fantasy points in this one. No, I, I would agree with you on this one. I'm taking the Broncos in this game as well. So, you know, ultimately, like you said, Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay on one side for the Broncos. I, I don't like any of the Jets running backs. Isaiah Crowell, I mean, he was figured out after week one what he did against Detroit. I'm not sold on him. Quincy Inunua, to me, he's a, uh, he's, he's a wide receiver, too, for me this week. I've been underwhelmed by Robbie Anderson, but like I told you, every quarterback has their guy. And on the other side of it, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders just haven't put it forward. Cortland Sutton's another weapon. Case Keenum's got to figure out how to get the ball to these guys. In the meantime, Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay, the only guys I would suggest you play, but only if you have a couple guys ahead of them. Next matchup up that we had, I'm taking the Broncos. Next matchup up is Falcons at Steelers. What do you have for this? Yeah, I like the Steelers in this game. They're going to be led by a number one quarterback in fantasy this week in Ben Roethlisberger, even though him and Antonio Brown aren't seeing the eye to eye. Up, they're missing guys, and he's going to have a field day, and he's going to put up some fantasy points. And you know, Matt Matt Ryan a lot better. He's the number two fantasy quarterback this week on my ranking. So there's a top two quarterbacks right there. Plenty of fantasy points for you, and plenty of fantasy points from James Conner, number four on my rankings. Definitely an RB one. And Devonta Freeman supposed to be back this week, but I think they're going to bring him in slowly. I think Tevin Coleman's going to actually out touch him. So Tevin Coleman's your running back two, and Devonta Freeman's your running back three this week. Uh, I think on the receiver front, they're trying to make a conservative effort to get Julio Jones some touchdown looks and get him some more targets. And Calvin Ridley's been the touchdown machine, leading the league in touchdowns. If you're in a touchdown only league, he's a must start. But I think Julio Jones is your wide receiver one. Calvin Ridley's not far behind as a wide receiver two. And Mohamed Sanu is back as well. So that's exciting. If they could just get Austin Hooper more involved, that would be a great thing for Atlanta. And then, you know, you look on the other side of the ball there for the Steelers. How about Vance McDonald? Just stiff arming people, throwing them down to the ground. Jesse James as well. Uh, Antonio Brown, he's, of course, going to be a wide receiver one for you. So there's going to be some fantasy points in this one. Should be an exciting game. Should be a lot of points because the Steelers defense is, is having trouble as well. And again, I like the Steelers in this one. Yeah, this game this game could go either way. The Falcons don't play defense. The Steelers don't really play it either. I'm going with the Falcons in this game. I like Matt Ryan in the game. They're going to have to try and outscore each other. Uh, Tevin Coleman, I like him as well. And Julio Jones, you got to give him a look. And potentially Calvin Ridley is a flex guy. On the other side, Ben Roethlisberger, James Conner, Antonio Brown, and Juju Smith-Schuster. They're hard to keep off the list. But they got to figure out how to get more to them. I mean, good defenses, and not that Atlanta is, but they're keying in on these guys because they know that Le'Veon Bell's not there. James Washington is a flex guy for me this week. I think he could find his way into the end zone. Next one up is the Giants and the Panthers. What do you have for this? Yeah, I, I really like one quarterback in this game. That's Cam Newton. He likes him from Cam, number three on my ranking. Eli, not so much. Number 27 on my ranking this week. And then when you go to running back, I think, both running backs that the Christian McCaffrey and Saquon, those are running back ones, definitely. Uh, wide receiver, you got to have Odell. I know they've been struggling to get him the ball. He's been letting his frustration show on the sideline, but he's the number five wide receiver on, on the field at any time. He's a top five, so I definitely like Odell as a, as a wide receiver one. I think that the Panthers are struggling for that same identity. They would like a Funches. They would like somebody to step up. It just it just really hasn't been happening. DJ Moore looks like he's going to be a solid guy. And if Torrey Smith can stretch the field, they're hurting because Greg Olson is out. Ian Thomas has been trying to get something happening. And Red Ellison's been trying to get something happening with Evan Ingram being out. So I think you're going to see some, some fantasy points in this game. I like the Panthers at home. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to go, you know, in this one, they're at home. I'm going with the Panthers in this one as well. I think both teams have their problems. Saquon Barkley is your best bet with the Giants. Odell Beckham Jr., not a bad bet because he's going up against Carolina. Those are the two guys that I like in this game As far on the Giants side. As far as Carolina, you know that Cam Newton's going to call Cam Newton's number and Christian McCaffrey. Those are the two guys you can rely on if you're looking at fantasy, and that's all I have to say about that. It's plain and simple. Raiders at the Chargers, what do you have for this? Looking at, at this game for me, uh, plain and simple for the Raiders, Jared Cook, I told you to play him last week. I like him. Jordy Nelson, he's he's a wide receiver three for me. He still needs to do more. He's been rather quiet, but I like Jared Cook. I don't like a lot of the things that John Gruden's doing, but I do like Jared Cook. For the Chargers, they've been playing well. I like Phillip Rivers in the game. I like Melvin Gordon in the game. And, you know, I, I think with the char- it's it's tough with the Chargers when you look at, you know, as, as far as – Who's the guy that you can really lean on as a wide receiver for the team? That's where it gets a little bit dicey for me because they do spread the ball around. And like I said, good for the team in reality and fantasy. It's tough. Mike Williams has done some good things. Keenan Allen only has one touchdown. So I think Melvin Gordon and Phillip Rivers are your best bet. And maybe look to a Mike Williams or a Keenan Allen as a high-end wide receiver three. Next matchup up, we're going to run through these quickly. Vikings at the Eagles. What do you have for this? Yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is going to outplay Carson Wentz, who's still on his way back, simply because Minnesota's defense is going to have to show up this week if they want to do something. I do like the Eagles in this game in Philadelphia, but I think Kirk Cousins is the bottom-end quarterback one, and I think Wentz is a mid-range quarterback too. Dalvin Cook still coming back from injury. They got absolutely nothing from Latavius Murray when he's been out. They're going to slowly bring him back. He's a bottom-end running back, too, this week. And on the other side of the ball, they're going to mix things up so much, you're not really going to have a solid play. Your best play is going to be Jay Ajayi, number 17-ranked running back on my rankings this week. And and that's a guy that's playing with a broken back, by the way, so hats off to him for putting it out there. On the receiver front, Adam Thielen is a bottom-end wide receiver one this week, and Diggs is a mid-range wide receiver two, and I, I think the Eagles are hoping Alshon Jeffrey can get back here, but you know he, they're going to slowly bring him back. I think he's a number 27 ranked wide receiver on my rankings this week, and you know, tight end wise, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is a guy, he's a top end, tight end one, and you know, you got to throw Kyle Rudolph as a bottom end tight end one there, and again, I think Philadelphia wins this game. Yeah, I have it, and I had the Chargers in the last one, just to make a note. I have the Eagles winning this game as well. You know, Minnesota, both of these teams are going to throw the ball. That's what it's going to come down to because rushing the ball, you know, there's there's not a, a ton that you can write home about. There's a lot of injuries. So Kirk Cousins, not a bad choice in this. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs been underwhelming, but I like Thielen and Rudolph, then Diggs after that. For Philadelphia, I like Carson Wentz, but he is, you know, to me, he's he's a quarterback too. Uh, Corey Clement, you know, you got to watch him on the injury report because he's usually good to go to. But Jay Ajayi, he's going to function on the fact that 
everybody else is hurt that really was getting touches. So if someone's going to run, it'll be Jay Ajayi, but I still think he's a flex guy. He's a running back three for me this week. I'm not leaning on him too heavily. And Nelson Aguilar or Elshon Jeffrey, kind of a toss-up for me. They're low-end wide receivers for me this week, but they're your best bets for the Eagles. Cardinals at the Niners, what do you have for this? Yeah, I like the Niners in this game simply because they're at home, but I think they're going to be able to pressure a quarterback. I think they're going to be able to, to, to get after uh, a Rosen. I, I don't think Rosen's a play this week. And, you know, uh, on the other side of the ball there, I, I, I don't think C.J. Beathard is the play this week either. So no quarterbacks. I think the value in this game is totally in a running back. David Johnson, number eight on my ranking this week. And Matt Breda, number 15 on my ranking. Still nursing back from an injury, but I think he's obviously the guy – especially in PPR leagues as well. I don't think there's value in any receiver all the way around on the field here. I can't – Larry Fitzgerald's dinged up. Christian Kirk hasn't done enough. There's no real tight end in Arizona. And Sam Brand, the guy I like the best, George Kittle. He's definitely a tight end one. He's been my dark horse, my sleeper guy. And the wide receivers, I know Marquise Wilson is back, but – he hasn't really shown me much, and with C.J. Beathard, I think it's just going to increase production for George Kittle, the tight end. And again, I like Sam Fran in this one. Yeah, this matchup for me, I'm going with the Cardinals. I think that Josh Rosen is going to get a touchdown out to Christian Kirk in this one. I think Kirk is a flex position guy for you right now, especially if you have some people off. So I'm not against putting him out there by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, so I do like Christian Kirk in this as a flex guy. I wouldn't put Rosen out there as my quarterback, but I'm interested to see what he can do. David Johnson, it's hard to keep him out there, but he is a running back too with this offense not really clicking right now. San Francisco, for me, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot to be said about the injuries that have happened. C.J. Beathard's better than I thought he was, but I would look to Matt Breda in this game and the wide receivers, there's really nobody I trust, so I'd have to lean on George Kittle as well. Rams at Seahawks, what do you have for this? Yeah, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. I mean, the Rams are just loaded. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, any one of these guys are number ones in their position here, so you can start these guys. I think the Rams are going to win. I think they're going to win big in Seattle. I think Russell Wilson is the guy that you can count on as a quarterback, too, simply because he always finds a way to get something done. But Seattle's been struggling running the ball. Chris Carson seems to be the guy, but then he gets dinged up. Mike Davis comes in, and I think that's an anomaly. Don't invest heavily in Mike Davis. I think Chris Carson's still going to be the guy. It's just he's going to be coming back slow. He's the number 33-ranked running back for me this week. And wide receiver-wise, you know, I think Doug Baldwin's supposed to be coming back. Tyler Lockett's been holding his own in his absence, though. And, you know, you look on uh, on the other side of the ball, like I said, the Rams just have it all across the board. Outside the tight end position, they're just loaded. And their defense plays real well as well. So I think the Rams are going to continue to roll, and they're going to win this one in Seattle. Yeah, I got the Rams. Uh, Seattle can't really do much of anything away from home. Uh, they did find a way to pull one off against Arizona, throwing Josh Rosen in there late. But I, I don't think that this Seahawks team is a good team. There's obviously a lot of issues going on. Case in point, Earl Thomas when he went off the field. So I like Jared Goff in this. I like Todd Gurley, Cooks, Woods, and Cup. I like them all in this. Tyler Higby, not a bad tight end, too, in my opinion, as well. For Seattle, Russell Wilson is, is somebody that you could potentially look to. I think he's a quarterback, too, this week. And I'm not really sold on any of their receivers, maybe a Doug Baldwin or a Tyler Lockett, but I, I don't like their rushing attack. Final two games, Sunday night football, Cowboys at Texans. What do you got? Yeah, Texans have a porous offensive line. Deshaun Watson is leading the league in sacks and hurries. I think he's been hit like 68 times leading the league. It's 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 just atrocious. And he, but you know he's a consummate professional. Big crack back block on a run with 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 the the, the uh, wide receiver there in. Uh, I'm sorry, DeAndre Hopkins with the big run play around the end. So. Deshaun Watson, you can play him. He's a quarterback one. Dak Prescott, not so much. But that's because of the pieces around him. Ezekiel Elliott it is a must start. Lamar Miller, not so much. He's a running back two, bottom end running back two with that because of the poor line play. And that receiver, I definitely like DeAndre Hopkins. He's still a wide receiver one. And Dallas is searching for that wide receiver. I don't even think they have one on the roster. Maybe they signed Des Bryant back. And, you know, tight end. I don't see a tight end on either side that's really doing much right now. But I got to go with the home team here in the Texans. 
Yeah, I'm going with the Texans in this one. Plain and simple, Ezekiel Elliott on Dallas's side. They need to make the phone call. They tried to do the whole, we're better than you, the grass is greener on the other side, we don't need you, Des. And, yeah, they do. They desperately need Des Bryant right now. So Ezekiel Elliott is worth the play. On the other side of it for Houston, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller are worth the look in this one. I, I don't know, uh, Deshaun Watson, to be a starter for you in this game, maybe a quarterback too. Final game, and I'm picking the Texans. Final game, Redskins, Saints. What do you have for Monday Night Football? Yeah, I like the Saints in this one. They've always played well at home. Redskins have been surprising people, but you got to go with the Saints. And, you know, the Saints, of course, are led by Drew Brees. You know he's a top quarterback. You definitely have to start him. Alex Smith is kind of middle of the road. He's a top-end quarterback, too, for me this week. And, and you know, at running back, I, Alvin Kamara has been huge. Well, Mark Ingram's coming back this week. I still like Kamara as a one. I'll take Mark Ingram as a bottom-end, two, high-end, three, as they slowly get him back into the mix. Washington searching for that running back identity with Adrian Peterson being dinged up a little bit. Chris Thompson's going to have to step up more. I don't like either one of those guys as more than a running back three this week. And the same thing for receivers. You know, Crowder's got to step up. Paul Richardson's got to make something happen. Josh Dodson and Jordan Reed. He's still healthy and it's week five. I think you can roll him out there as a tight end one. And the Saints? Well, the Saints just have one of the top receivers in the league in Michael Thomas, but he was all, all, all but shut out last week. So I like Michael Thomas again as a low-end wide receiver one. Ben Watson, Josh Hill, not so much in the tight end position, so be wary there. And again, I like the Saints at home. Yeah, I like the Saints in this game. Uh, Adrian Peterson, this is revenge against the Saints, so look for him in this game. Also look for Chris Thompson. Wide receiver-wise, really nobody I'm sold on in this matchup for the Redskins. For the Saints, I like Drew Brees in the game. I like Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram coming back. He's at least worth a flex for you, Michael Thomas, as well. And that's how it goes. Mike, as always, I appreciate it. Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com is where you can find him 24-7, 365. Thank you, as always, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Take care. Happy fantasying for everybody out there. We'll be on video on Thursday and Friday as we will be off the air live here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT until after Columbus Day. So you'll hear us on Tuesday, October 9th. We can't wait to talk with you then. God bless. In the meantime, make sure you go to Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT to watch our videos, as well as on Twitter at CallDT. God bless you. Be well and have a great day.